messed up the hook up again. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> Here we go. Yo, cause I ain't run, I ain't run the cord, and then I just heard the fucking power surge. This All is right, why you gotta charge now. your shit. Does that shit sound straight now? You're fine. You're fine. All right, yo, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the studio, fucking, you know, Cadillac records. Here we go. You gotta start charging your shit like on the regular. Yo, it's all good. Fuck it. Let's start this shit. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Talk the Walk Podcast. We're your hosts, Ken and Derek. All right. Let's get started. Monday Night Football just ended. The Chargers clinched their playoff berth by beating the Indianapolis Colts 20 to 3. And damn, that shit looked horrible for the Colts. Hell yeah, depending on how you look at it, it looked pretty bad for the Chargers too. <laughs> I don't I don't think you walk away as a Charger fan and say, Oh shit, we out here really we out here really dominating motherfuckers. Well, I mean yes and no. They still won by over two scores. And it's not like Indy's defense is trash. They just don't have any help from the offense. You know, they. it's kind of hard to for, for a defense to be out there that much. And every time they gave the Colts offense any kind of daylight, any kind of decent or good field position, three and out. So yeah. you get four or five minutes tops, maybe with a commercial break, and then you're yeah. back in the game having to do the same shit over again. Boom, big play, back on the field, another few minutes. Like, Hell yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it looked particularly bad for the Colts because, you know, you had Nick Foles starting. You know, people were out there with the big dick Nick shirts. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I think the chant got going a couple times. They started chanting his, his nickname just for him to go out there and look like somebody that hasn't played in forever. And and he really looked like somebody that didn't feel like being there. And I I would I don't blame him because they the Chargers were all over him all game. So you knew early on it was like, oh, this is going to be fucking rough for for Big Dick Nick or whatever whatever people decide to call him these days. It sounds like you're calling him that <laughs> shit. Well, I'm going uh, off of what uh, was on the broadcast. I mean, there was a whole section. You should have you know there was him. there was repping him. I was just gonna call him Nick Foles. You, you wanna you wanna continue on that big picture? <laughs> Yo, look, I'm only here reporting what I see in the in the stands, and I feel bad for the Colts. I, I do feel bad for the Colts fans because they did kind of get let down. They thought they were gonna get Philadelphia Eagles neck, and they didn't. They get maybe should look into retirement neck. Look, I'm not judging. Okay. I just I was just saying I'm I'm just gonna call him Nick Foles. I didn't I, I never called was it a Big Cock Brock. I never did that. <laughs> so I'm not gonna start with Nick Foles. I mean, you but might as well have. It's, it's you know fun. you're worshiping him, so you might as well have. No, nah, it's not worshiping it. It's just giving <laughs> him his props. There is a difference. 
But, you know, during the game, Troy Eman said something, and I thought it was kind of funny. It was right after the Chargers stopped the Colts cold on a fourth and one. They're, you know, Colts are on, their, you know, on the Chargers side of the field. So I understand why he went for it. And Eggman says, there's no telling what Jim Ursay is thinking right now. I found that funny because I'm like, shit, there's no telling what Matt Ryan's thinking right now. Because he's probably like, see, motherfuckers, I told you, y'all thought bringing in Nick Foles all of a sudden you're going to win some games? Fuck no. That offensive line can't do shit. <laughs> and I know Nick Foles, what he's thinking is like, damn, maybe it wasn't all Matt Ryan. This O-line doesn't can't do shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so... I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Ursay thought, you know, Saturday being an offensive lineman that all of a sudden that would like boost the offensive line, like you know because he could probably show him some tricks or some shit. But at the end of the la- at the end of the day, fucking blocking is blocking. Get in front of the motherfucker and keep him from getting to the quarterback. There's not really, you know, yes, there's some technique to it, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to block the motherfucker. It doesn't really matter who the fuck coaches. So maybe he thought it was like video games, like, oh, shit, Saturday's going to get him to block, you know, like like the Peyton Manning days. But that definitely hasn't been, hasn't been the case, even though they do have a, a Pro Bowl lineman, so you got to give them some credit. Um, but did, the rest of the I group did, needs work. I did find it interesting that the camera panned over to Jim Harbaugh's name, and like the Ring of Honor, and I'm like, what did Jim Harbaugh do? Hell yeah, that shit said from like '94 to '97. <laughs> I'm like, he didn't do shit for what them. Did you do? Because <laughs> he was one. Because Broncos are trying to get him as a coach <laughs> from Michigan. The and fuck two, did you do in three years? <laughs> yeah, and two, probably because they really want him as a coach. <laughs> so they're like, throw that motherfucker in the in the Ring of Honor. Even though we didn't really start winning until Peyton came by. Right. And then after that, it was an Andrew Luck. And then, shit, you saw the, the, the QBs that were there since Andrew Luck retired. And maybe it's almost like they had the same offensive line because that motherfucker retired from injuries. And oh, I think yeah. it was funny because they showed, like, all the QBs after Andrew Luck retired. And it's like, you know, Jacoby Brissett – he, he proved that, you know, he's pretty much a, like a 500 quarterback. He's only going to get you to like 500, sub 500 every year. And then they show Brian Hoyer 0-1. And I'm like, damn, they didn't give that motherfucker one chance. Like, <laughs> that's all they gave him was one chance. All right, you're going to go out there. We're going to go with you. Loose. All right, sit this motherfucker. Bill <laughs> Rivers comes in. <laughs> like, I just thought that was funny. Um, I mean, like at that point, if if I'm Brian Hoyer, I'd call them up. Like, take my name down. They had me in there. I pretty much had me in there for, for a backup. For real? I started one game. Don't put me up there. That's just embarrassing. Everyone else had like a season to play. Y'all gave me one fucking game. Yeah, I mean, technically, <laughs> they should put uh, Curtis Painter's name up on the. On the on the you know Ring of Honor because if it wasn't for Curtis Painter they wouldn't have drafted Luck they wouldn't have been able to draft Luck because he ensured that the Colts would have the first pick overall and that's how they ended up with Andrew Luck and I think a part of this of their failures and stuff like that comes from just karma from tanking I feel like teams try to 
take the short way out, the shortcut, and it backfires every now and then. And they, they definitely were tanking. I don't think anybody can deny the fact that the Colts tanked with Curtis Painter at quarterback just so they can get Andrew Luck. And then now it looks like it's all kind of coming back, and that's why they can't find a fucking quarterback. But they're good enough to where they're not going to be in the top five. So it's not <laughs> the top five or the top ten for that matter. So it's not like it's not like they could get a top quarterback in the draft either unless they trade away some pieces, which, I mean, do they even really have, you know, pieces that, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a disaster in Indianapolis right now. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, to say that they're hmm. – I don't know. I think they will be in the top five, won't they? The Colts? Yeah. The four wins? Yeah, there's only <clears> – <throat> let's see, one, I mean, I two. guess I guess the race is still open. I guess the race is still open now, but – Three. But, um, I mean, the, la- the last time I checked, they weren't – they weren't looking – they weren't yeah. looking at top five. Yeah, they're definitely in top five. They're definitely in top five. There's two teams that are below them, and that's it. All the other ones, the other three in the top five are have four wins, nine or nine and one or whatever. I mean, it's it's a race. You got it's funny because you got the uh, still in the hunt Falcons at five and ten. You know, you're not <laughs> you're definitely not going ahead of them. I mean, I guess the Bears are going to be in front of them, but the Bears aren't looking for a quarterback. The Cardinals are going to be in front of them most likely, but the Cardinals aren't looking for a quarterback. So possibly, but I think, uh, they, I mean, they, they they have a chance. They have, because the Texans are taking either Stroud or Bryce. And then, um, and then you have the Broncos that don't even have their pick. <laughs> so, I mean, that's assuming that, 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 uh, the Heisman Trophy winner doesn't, doesn't decide to to get into the draft this year. And then oh. you have uh and then and then you do have the Rams still, which I mean we can make an argument that they can rattle off some wins here, but there's a good chance that they lose out. So I don't know, it's a tight race for the top five right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be banking on that if I was a coach. They need to maybe that's why Foles is in there. Maybe they want to ensure that they tank the rest of the year. Oh, okay, never mind. Williams is not eligible until next year. But um, but I mean, they they'll most likely be able to, even if it's not the top two, you know, even if it's not Bryce or Stroud, they could still get a decent quarterback. You know, they you know, this just won't be one of the top guys. But they definitely, that's definitely a need for that team. And at least they didn't try to shortcut that shit like the Broncos did. You know, I will give them credit because the the Broncos are really paying for that shortcut that they took. Yeah, and which brings us to the next game, Broncos and Rams. Rams just gave it to them. Like, I think they, they set the record for 1,000 sacks in that game. <laughs> <laughs> like, 30 picks, 1,000 sacks. Like, it, it was just ridiculous. Graham beat the Broncos 51-14, which in turn leads the Broncos to fire their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. And, yeah, I kind of had a feeling that was coming. I know earlier 
in one of our earlier pods, I did bring this up because it was in one of my battles of the bums where <laughs> the Broncos came off of a bye week and didn't do shit. I believe it was against the Titans or something. And, yeah, they just looked unprepared. So, yeah, you can say, oh, it's not a coaching issue. They didn't, you know, it wasn't his decision to bring in Russell Wilson. But, you know, it is his job to coach these players up. And it doesn't look like going into week 17, like they made any kind of progress this year. So yeah, yeah I, I mean that game that game reminded me of the forty four to six Broncos and Seattle Super Bowl, where it just kind of just it went off the rails early and it just never quite became an actual game. So that I mean it got it got out of control. You had Russ throwing picks on his side of the field on back to back drives. I mean, it was terrible. It was a hard to watch game if anybody watched it, because that was just a hard to watch game in general. Oh, I watched it. I watched it because – and I thought it was funny because they had an issue. After the, like, their, like, sixth or seventh sack of Russell Wilson, Brett Rippon goes over to the O-line and tries to go, hey, come on, guys, this guy (laughs) – you guys ain't protecting him for shit. (laughs) And one of the O-line gets in the, the backup QB's face and pushes him. It's just kind of like fuck, fuck off, dude. You you ain't playing anyways. And right. behold, what do they do? They put ripping in. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of I get it. I get why he did that. He's like, come on, man. Like y'all ain't doing shit, and they really weren't doing shit. Not like, at all. You cannot expect your Q- QB. And I don't think it matters who was the back there. Like even Russell's ability to run out of the pocket. Like, even then, like, these – the D-line was getting through to a point where no matter where he went, he was getting fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I remember seeing Russell Wilson get sacked in, like, like back-to-back-to-back plays. And one of the plays – that one of the offensive linemen, I think it was the center, kind of just, like, threw his hands up. Like, motherfucker – did you just give up? Like, did y'all just give up? <laughs> because that's the way it fucking looks. Yep. Like, they had it? time for that shit. And they I did not have time for that shit. No, um, it, definitely, it definitely looked like that. Because I don't even think they got Aaron Donald in there. I think he's out for the season or whatever. Yeah, I think everybody's trying to miss the rest of these games for L.A. I mean, I think the only the only thing from that game that made it semi-watchable was from a fantasy perspective – if you had Cam Akers, you most likely are in the championship next week. Because Cam Akers had three had a monster game. Had a monster game. And it's probably between I mean the what the last three games he scored. He's starting to look like the player that a lot of people thought he was going to be going into the season. I don't know why it took so long for this version of Cam Akers to show up and for this version of of the Rams offense to kind of to kind of show itself. But it's good to see him running again because for a while, I mean, he was in the trade talks. He was most, they were trying to move his ass. And, um, and maybe it was, maybe it was Stafford focusing solely on cup and the offense kind of becoming one dimensional, but it was good to see him 
you know, kind of go out there and do what he was supposed to be doing all year. So from fantasy standpoint, it was interesting. But from an actual fucking competitive game, this shit was boring as hell. It was boring as hell. It was on Christmas Day. You know what I'm saying? The the Broncos completely shit the bed. I mean, Jerry Judy still had, like, you know, he, he still hit that century mark. So if you happen to have him, because he, he has been going off hmm. the past couple of weeks, eh, maybe he did something. But, yeah, Cam Akers went off. And so did Tyler Higby. Two TDs, yeah. 94 yards. I'm like, shit. Yeah, he finally he finally showed up again. He's been on that that Kittle. I feel like Kittle in the playoffs has just been dominating. In the fantasy playoffs, <laughs> Kittle has been crushing. And whoever has yeah. Kittle on their team, if they, you know, have a have a mandatory tight end spot and they got Kittle, they're definitely being rewarded for sticking with him because that's a it's it's been a tough year for him overall. But these last two weeks, I mean, he's been dominating, yeah. and and you know maybe it's because. They need him now. And so Purdy's actually realizing, oh, shit, I got one of the best tight ends in the league. Why not, you know, why not go to him more often? So, Well, I, I know in college that was his number one target was was the tight end. So, yeah, he definitely likes his tight ends. So, yeah. I don't know, man. You got one of the best tight ends in the league? Shit. For sure. Yeah. For sure. 120-plus yards, two TDs. Yeah. Fuck and he did yeah, it last week, too. But um, but the Bron- but back to the Broncos though, maybe it is scheme. I know that everyone in that front office is praying that it's scheme, because when you're a fucking trash team, it's almost like there's a there's a checklist for trash teams. There's like an order of operations, and firing and and the first the first thing you have to find a scapegoat, and so I remember not too long ago they were saying that Russell Wilson was losing the locker room. That Hackett had the locker room, and but Russ was losing it, and I guess now they're realizing the season's over, and somebody has to be the scapegoat, and the number one popular scapegoat is always the quarterback. I mean the coach, because it can't be the quarterback because they gave away their future, they gave away draft picks, they gave away everything for Russ. So it wasn't going to be Russ. Russ can lose the locker room, and they'll be better off trading the entire locker room before they get rid of Russ. So Hackett just got hacked. That's just the way it is, man. You lose on Christmas. Motherfuckers tell you to get the fuck out. He got that Santa firing. Yeah, and that sucks is that they're doing so bad this year, and the Seahawks have their fucking pick. Right. And I've said this before several pods back where, hey, you know, you give up your first round, you better be balling out because that pick is going somewhere else. So the yeah. last thing you want to do is give that team that you gave a first round pick or second round pick, whatever, good picks. So, yeah, maybe they have their your first round, at least give them a late first round pick. But when you're giving them a top ten pick, it's like, oh shit, you, you definitely I mean, fucked your here. I mean, I I think they thought it was gonna be a late round pick, you know, I'm when sure. they when they got Russ, because I mean, a lot of people there weren't. I don't think anybody was was expecting this from them. Not even in that tough division, I don't think anybody said, "Oh, the the Broncos are gonna be one of the worst teams in the league." 
when they traded for Russ. Like it looked like a no brainer trade. And right. that just hasn't again, aged well. Again, it still comes down to that O line, just like with the Colts, they're not doing shit. If your O line cannot give that, give your quarterback any time, what do you think? Your quarterback doesn't have time to look down the field, which doesn't give your fucking receivers time to to run their routes or whatever. Like it, you become, even if you're able to get that dump off, at, you know, out, like you become very predictable. So if you're not throwing picks, you know, you're gonna get sacked, whatever. I don't know. I think they they need to focus. Yeah, you gotta. You got a, a decent quarterback, which I think I, – I still think they can make something out of it. They do show signs of, hey, you know, we can we can still make shit work next season. You got players that you can deal with. Yeah. But you need an O-line, man. And they do, and they do have the Dolphins' first-round pick. I just yeah. remembered they did trade Chubb for the Dolphins' pick. Oh, and yeah. at first that looked like a bad trade. But with the Dolphins struggling the way they are now – it's actually looking like a pretty good trade. That's so great. they do have something to look forward to, you know, especially with in the, in the state that the Dolphins are right now. So all yeah. is not lost. I just know that they are hoping that it was scheme because if it wasn't and it, and Russ really did lose it and he you know he he's looking to retire or something like that, looking like a like the rest of his career is going to be full of just being backup quarterback then they're in a really tough spot because, I mean, you can fire the coach, but at the end of the day, you can only put so much blame on the coach. The players are responsible for shit too. And it's been pretty bad for the Broncos all year. So who the fuck knows if that shit will ever get better. Yeah. I think, I think when, when you just kind of, it does kind of look like, with some of these games that Hackett just kind of gave up on them. And I, I do have some sound bites. Oh, shit. From so he was mic'd up on, Chris, on Christmas Day. Well, it was, uh, it, was, it was a post-game interview. And, of course, you guys didn't see this because we have the exclusive. So it's Hell a little, yeah. you know. But I do have a... a a few, a few questions that I had to ask. I had to ask um, Hackett, and I was like, "How do you, um, how do you feel about this, about your team? You know, on on Christmas." And uh, this is what he had to say: "Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it." <laughs> okay. Okay, and I say, well, well, what is your, uh, what do you think you can do? Like, like, you know, what do you have any and anything that you would change? And I guess he he was just he at this point, like he just wasn't he having was it. Inconsolable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he here's a. Here's his response to, to me trying to calm him down. I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else. Rather 
<laughs> okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he he's he's pretty pissed off about how things have worked out, and then and then this is this is when he starts to wind down a little bit. I guess he's starting to realize the things that he's saying could possibly cost him his job. And this is as as he's starting to wind down. We did not play anywhere near um, where I felt we could have played. And rather than go into the, well, see, this happened here and, and that guy was out of play, I'm not going through that. I'm just going to apologize and uh, just ask you guys to, I won't even say anything. Just, just, just keep watching. That's all I can tell you. Just keep watching. Well, unfortunately, we're going to keep watching, and you're not going to be there. Damn. Damn. Man, yeah. that's tough. That's tough. I mean, it, it it's something, you know, to get fired, and, you know, you still got your Christmas lights up and shit. You know what I'm saying? Still got the tree lit up, and, and you get fired. Yeah, but you know, kind of like <laughs> You get fired, you got to walk through the lobby listening to fucking Christmas music on your way out. Listening to Last Christmas. The whole time you're fucking walking through the the lobby and shit because they canned you. And then you got to walk by the GM's office and be like, motherfucker, how did you not get fired? (laughs) For real. I understand, you know, my scheme wasn't up to par, but motherfucker, what did, what have you done? You know what I'm saying? You're the reason Russ is here. You're the reason why every time I go in that locker room, I got to break a fight up. Yeah, You're the reason why players are betting against us in the casino. They just haven't been caught yet. It's funny you you know they're betting. Because he decided to bring that up to Jim Mersey. And then, you know, after he said all that stuff in the post game and, uh, you know, brought all that shit up, he was told, just clean out your desk and get the fuck out. So here's here's Jim. Or not Jim, but um Nathaniel Hackett. Because at this point he just forgot to give me back my mic. Damn. I keep telling people, like, hey, don't forget you got you got my shit on you, so you know, and, and I guess I guess it's hard to for hard to remember that you have it because it's so discreet. Like I know you guys don't see it on TV. He's wiretap. Yeah, you guys can't can't see see it it. under his sweater. Yeah, you guys can't see it, but it's crazy. I did get a one last thing before he got changed, and uh, this is after he got the news that he he lost his job. Uh. (laughs) See. (laughs) See. Mind you, this is when he got to his car. Apparently, there were still fans out there that were looking at him. Right. Apparently, the the you know the guy that was shoveling the fucking the fucking parking spot kept looking at his ass. <laughs> but, he thought the sun visor was going to cover that shit and he's fucking still staring at him crying. <laughs> yeah, it's, a shame, <laughs> it's, hard, but... 
It's hard out here for coaches. Shit is crazy out here for coaches. Well, yeah, it's a it's one of those seasons where there's just teams out there, and the Broncos aren't the only one. The Rams aren't the only ones either, and there's several other teams that I guess the the, the coach would be the scapegoat. That would be the easy answer. Where yep. you bring Every someone time. new in, like with the Colts. You bring someone new in, and all of a sudden, now you have a pass. Uh, if we lose out, it's a new coach. So, yeah, and and again, even with the Colts, you know, it's hard to say that Saturday did a bad job because they're just not playing well. You know, they beat the Raiders, but who hasn't beat the Raiders? And so it's not. I don't know. It's almost like the quarterback position. Like, there's times when, you know, you pull a quarterback out, you put another one in, and all of a sudden the team starts winning. But most of the time, if a quarterback's fucking struggling and the team is trash and you put another one in there, they continue to be trash. They don't, they, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. If a team is bad, a team is bad. If a team is good, a team is good. You saw that with, with Gardner Minshew, they just threw his ass in there and they fucking balled out. And you see it with the 49ers. They just keep plugging in quarterbacks and they continue to win. But then you look at the Colts and it don't matter who the fuck is playing quarterback. They're going to continue to lose. And that's but the same with several teams because even the Titans are in that situation as well. That does bring up like the point with Micah Parsons. With um, him saying, like, oh, you know, yeah, Jalen Hurts, maybe he was saying, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't as good as everyone thinks he is because look at the rest of the team. And, you know, Gardner kind of showed up this past weekend. I mean, who knows? If if Jalen Hurts is in there, they probably could have won because you have a faster quarterback, someone that can really take off and has seen a rushing defense before in the NFL and who knows that maybe if, if, if Hertz is in there, maybe it might've been different, but you know, Gardner didn't do too bad. Think yeah. Three, three total TDs. No, Gardner had a game considering that he hasn't played a game all year. And this is his first start of the season. He had a game. He definitely had a good game and it's not like the Cowboys defense is terrible. So, I mean, I, I thought Gardner came out there and balled out. But I think in, in that particular game, I think the story was the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense didn't have injuries. I mean, yeah, their nickel corner, they lost him in the first quarter, but there's no excuse for that. That defense looked very, very soft in that game. And it's the same for the Cowboys. Both defenses look soft. When the score is fucking, what was it, 40 to 34? Like, both defenses were non-existent. And I think I think with that game, that was the main story. Is it's all right? Well, maybe the the Eagles' defense isn't as bulletproof as everybody thinks they are. You know, maybe they maybe they do have the ability to give up thirty plus points. So I think that was the story in that game. And going into the playoffs, who knows? I mean, I think they're still going to have home field, but who knows? Because those are the, you know the competition gets tight in the playoffs. But well, um, depending on if if Hertz has to, depending on how many games he's out, and let's who knows how 
All they got to do is win one more game to clinch. But let's say, perfect world, they lose out. And Dallas happens to catch up. Dallas can take over that division. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a possibility, but their last two games are, are, are pretty easy. Same, so, I, I mean, I think they'll definitely pull it out, one out. Yeah, so it's the Saints and Giants. But, I mean, <laughs> but still, like, there are teams like the Commanders and the Packers who put 30-plus on them. So, yeah, it's it's definitely doable, and uh, you know it's not like it's not like they're they're you know they're unbeatable. So we'll we'll see how everything breaks down uh, over the next few weeks. But yeah, I think I think they definitely got exposed to an extent this past weekend, like just how to you know how to beat them. Now, you know, of course, we'll see what what happens whenever Hurts is back. But shit, I doubt he's going to come back like he was before before he got hurt. I think he's going to have a little bit more of a. He might be a little gun shy as far as running the ball, especially coming up against defenses late in the year or even in the playoffs. We'll see. But yeah. they only got to win one more game to clinch that number one seed. So. Yeah, they'll they'll most likely get it, but um, but a lot of teams are being exposed, and I mean, you mentioned one earlier, the Dolphins. Um, I mean that was another what uh, another Christmas special, and that yeah, one actually wasn't boring. That was actually pretty good. Yep, started out hot and fizzled out in the second half, and that's what I was. The one thing I've been been saying the past few weeks, even though I might have joked around about Aaron Rodgers. You still can't count that man out, because I mean, look at look what they did in the second half, and of course, part of that was Tua turning the ball over. <laughs> See, Tua, Tua turned the ball over. <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's wild, right? Because you know he's in concussion protocol again, and um, you know it's something that was not picked up on the field. And, of course, this is going to be a topic for the rest of the week because anytime somebody has a concussion, especially if their name starts with a T and rhymes with Pua, it's going to be all over the freaking news for the next week. So he had an injury. But, you know, one thing that he he did have, he was mic'd up. And um, it's going to be – I'm, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn, you know, the listeners now. He was mic'd up during that game. It's going to be a little tough to listen to the, you know, the, what the conversation, because you know, they, you know how concussion protocol is. You ask them questions and it's a little hard to listen to because, you know, the NFL dropped the ball. You can clearly tell that something was wrong with Tua in this game. So we actually do have clip of the trainers. Needless to say, the trainers dropped the ball because they put him right back in there to finish out the game. And uh, so let me, so let me, hold on. Let me, let me check with the intern. I know the last couple of times, the last couple of, we've already been through two interns with the fucking clips. So let me make sure the interns got his shit together. But anyways, this is the clip from the sideline uh, or no, actually from the field uh, with him mic'd up. 
That's tough. That's tough. He really did think he was Batman. That was the training staff. They asked him, who is he? He he got the city wrong, too. Not sure if y'all picked that up. They said, where is he? He said, New York. Got the city wrong. Okay, and then they asked him his identity. And he fucking proceeded to get that shit wrong, too. And so, I don't know. It's It's really hard to listen to that. Of course, you know, Snickers tried to put an ad in there because motherfuckers always try to ride on the coattails. But, um, yeah, he was he was actually on the sideline as well. Let's let's see if we can get that that clip as well. (laughs) He, He was on the sideline. So let's let's see if we can get it. And the and the fucking intern dropped the ball. <laughs> fucking every time, I swear. Every time it's hard. So it's so fucking hard to get good help. You might want to lower the volume down a little bit on that. <laughs> but... See, it's so fucking hard to get good help. But anyways, he continued to be mic'd up, and this was him on the sideline. Uh, after, of course, you know, after another uh, interception, because he was just fucking, he was just throwing all the picks. So this is him on the sideline. Hello, good stand. My name is Adman. You could be my assistant. He continued. That was him talking to his lineman, saying, Hi, my name is Batman, and you can be my assistant. <laughs> I'll say this. You know, there's certain things we take serious on this pod. And and that's CTE. If there's one thing we take serious, fucking CTE. So, yeah, sure do. <laughs> it's hard, it's, <laughs> it's hard to hear Tua thinking that he's Batman. It's it's gonna be hard for the Dolphins training staff and the team to move on from that. So, do it do it that what you want. This is the only place you're gonna hear that clip. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins are on a four game skid. It's pretty bad. Like, if they just, I don't know, man. You expose a team and then you realize other teams are like, oh, shit, that's all we got to do to beat them? And, of course, they had a couple, of, you know, a few explosive plays with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. But Tua gets in these in these funks during the games where he's, he throws back-to-back picks or whatever, has multiple turnovers, and just kind of wonder, does the moment get too big for him or – or what is it? Maybe because it's cold outside. It's been. I don't. You yeah, know. I don't think it is. I really think the CTE makes all the jerseys look the same. And you know. <laughs> I mean, he does throw a good ball. <laughs> He's got that Andy Dalton type of uh, type of ball mm. where even defenders are like, "Damn, that was a pretty good ball." For Hell a, yeah! For a, for a left-handed quarterback, I yeah. I had no problem catching that ball. Yeah, but, man. Too- <laughs> But the ones that sailed over their receivers, and maybe he, maybe it is a CTE. Maybe he does see it like, oh shit, that's, 
Wait, we got green jerseys, right? Right. Now yellow? <laughs> now you and did then, you did hear about Bridgewater, right? You did you did hear that they're not naming a starter yet and that Bridgewater is going to be practicing with the with take it with the first team, I believe. Not sure if you heard that or not. Uh, no, because I'm assuming that he's already practicing with the second string. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, guess, I guess you can only go up from there. But, <laughs> so, see, see, and, see. And guess, all right, wow. so Teddy. Look, Teddy's not bad, but let's not let's not act like. You know, let's not act like Teddy's gonna go in there and and it's gonna be much different. Maybe, I mean, maybe it could be. Maybe who knows? But well, you know, I, I did I did make a post on on Tua, and I'm I'm kind of wondering if the Dolphins, you know, their their head office is probably thinking like, shit, maybe Brian Flores had a point about not wanting to bring Tua in. Maybe he did. It's not like they had a terrible record when Flores was at, you know, was their head coach. So yeah, I mean that is true. But I mean, honestly, it's it's weird to see because he there was a point where he was like right on the outskirts of an MVP conversation. I mean, there was a time where he was truly dominating from a real life and from a fantasy football standpoint. And I think, I think that just kind of fizzled out. I don't know how, I don't know if maybe they need to focus more on the run or maybe you just should just retire because I mean, how many times are you going to be in concussion protocol? This is the second time. So he, he's most likely going to miss next week. But then what happens if inevitably he gets hit again because motherfuckers can't block? You know, do you tell him to retire? Like, what happens then? Well, realistically, like, and we, we went over the whole concussion thing. Like, maybe he should have just taken the rest of the year off. With as bad as that concussion was, where he's throwing up different sets, I think he threw up a gang... On the left hand, he was throwing up for one gang, and the right hand, he was throwing up the rival gang. So there's a chance, like when you get that kind of a knockout, like yeah, maybe he should have taken the rest of the year off. Yeah, but then they came back, and he was hot. Yeah, and they came back, he rattled off a couple of wins, and then now we're right back to the medical talk. Right back to the fucking neurological brain shit, the boring shit that nobody wants to talk about. Part of that was just, you know, he got, like I said, he didn't start falling apart until he saw the Niners. And there you go. Niners. There you go. I said, just wait, we're going to have another CTE episode on Tua. And look what happens a few weeks later after that. He hasn't won since, since before the Niner game, the week right. before that. And then after that, it's, he's been on a skid since then. That is true. He's been killing people's parlays. Like, I know people are throwing the Dolphins on their on their cards like, oh, they're not going to lose again. No way they lose two in a row. 
No way they lose three in a row. Fucking just blowing money, putting the Dolphins on your fucking parlay card. I mean, and I'm not going to lie, like... this game looked like a lock. I was like, oh, the Packers are kind of trash? This might be it. And sure Shit, enough. He still put up some yards, though. I know Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both put up some yards. But then I'm looking at the rushing game, and it's like they just all, all together give up on the rushing game. Yeah, and, and I they think it's yards. funny. <laughs> no, it's, it, I think it's funny because, like, before they even saw the Niners, like, you had Rahi Mostert talking shit. Well, he wasn't really talking shit. It was more, like, taken out of context. But – but yeah, that was like one of the storylines they were trying to they were trying to beef up. Is that Raheem Mostert was talking about how much talent they have on there, and they do have a lot of talent. But and how he was kind of bitter the way that the Niners let him go. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then of course Jeff Wilson, he wanted to get traded once McCaffrey got put on there. But yeah, I just think it's kind of funny how how it all worked out, the the production that they're having, and then. Go back to San Fran's running backs now. It's like, oh, no shit. Yeah. But, but yeah, <clears throat> who knows what's going to happen with the Dolphins. The Packers, like I said last pod, they're still in the hunt. I think they win one more game and they're they're in it. Yeah. I mean, I think it, that game, I don't know, that game looked kind of fixed. And, um, and, and there was another game that I did want to discuss. If we're going to talk about the NFL being fixed – we got to talk about the Saturday night game, the Raiders and the Steelers, because that shit was fixed. I mean, you knew just with the ceremonies, the immaculate reception stuff. I mean, it is unfortunate that Franco Harris passed, you know, a couple of days prior to that. That is unfortunate. But... The, the that game was originally put on the schedule to discuss the immaculate reception and all that shit, and you knew that game was about to be rigged. Like you knew the Steelers were winning that shit. It ain't matter how many times fucking Carr overthrew Devontae Adams. It didn't matter. None of that shit mattered. They were gonna <laughs> win that game. It didn't matter how many times it was fucking up. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah, they're gonna win that game. They're fuck, they were winning that shit. The Raiders are a sad story for real because they do have a lot of talent. It's funny because the Raiders, I feel like they rely too much on the running game, and then the Dolphins are like the opposite where they don't rely enough on the running game. But they both yeah, I, have talent at receiver, and, you know, they – I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. I just know they're both fucking trash. I do have a <laughs> – Oh, shit. I do have a satellite from Derek Carr. See, yeah, see. <laughs> see. <laughs> I don't even know why he keeps grabbing. I don't even know why he keeps micing himself up at this point. <laughs> Derek get Carr gets no respect, yo. I'm respect his boundaries. <laughs> like, after taking an L against a rookie quarterback. <laughs> so, it's not about respecting boundaries. It's the fact that and he still hasn't returned my mic. <laughs> and he just continues to put on the same shit. Like, like, bro, like, you know, so, you know, the so mic I'm assuming... I, like, like, can you, can you, 
take it off. Like, you know, it's a jewelry piece. You know, so you got him. Just... You got him addressing the team. <sighs> I got him like right after Pickett throws a touchdown to Pickens to take the lead. So right. here's Derek Carr on the sideline. Say, say, you gotta leave that man alone. You gotta leave that man alone. I, I I reach out and tell people, like, like, I'm sorry that I catch people in the the most vulnerable of times. (laughs) You gotta leave that man alone. But anyways, that that game that game was I mean, I guess you could say it was decent. If you love defensive battles, it was fucking boring. If you love two quarterbacks struggling, that game was your game. If you if there's nothing better than seeing two quarterbacks struggle, that's the type of game you wanted to watch. But there were actual good games on Saturday, and one of them was the Bengals and the Patriots. Yeah, well, it was a it was a good first half for the Bengals and a good second half for the Patriots, and they yeah. almost came back and beat the Bengals. So and then the fumble you know, happened. Yeah, and you know you have a game like that, and kind of wonder about Joe Burrow's, you know, chances with with the whole MVP hunt because I believe it's between him. Pat Mahomes and um, Jalen Hurts, which who knows yeah. if Jalen Hurts is going to still be in it, depending on how many weeks he's going to be out. But you know, he's still through for you know three seventy five, three TDs, but he's still through two picks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Patriots have a good defense, but the Bengals are getting hot at the right time. I mean, this shit's looking like last year. Where they, you know, they got hot towards the end of the year, and then, you know, they have no problem beating the Chiefs in in Kansas City, and even though the Bills have home field as of today, I mean that can change. You know, I don't think anybody wants to go to Buffalo in the fucking snow, and and try to beat Buffalo. But if there's a team that can do it, I think the Bengals are balanced enough to be able to do it. So yeah, that yeah, I think that's an that's an interesting team. And uh, as for as for the Patriots, I mean, you can't get mad at Ramondre. That man's been balling all year. He tried to make a play at the end. Sometimes the shit gets punched out, and in that case, it did. Belichick had his back in the press conference, and it is what it is. You know that that it happens, but they should have beat the Bengals, though. I thought they could have beat them. Well, yeah, it definitely came down to that fumble. But it was nice to see Kendrick Bourne having a finally getting that hundred yard game, again, and a TD. So yeah. he's starting to show his potential. Like I said last time, when I mentioned Kendrick Bourne, that he showed the potential he showed when he was on the Niners. So we'll see if that continues. If they decide to hold on to him, and Mac Jones didn't throw a pick this game, right. That lucky hail mary should have been a pick. The one, the one that Jacoby Myers got. That one was supposed to be a pick, but somehow it didn't end up being a pick. But that was 
that was an overall good game. And then, of course, the Giants and the Vikings was the other great game. Also on Saturday. And I believe they played at 1 o'clock. And, of course, again, fantasy significance. Jefferson has just continued to dominate the year. Just all year long. He has dominated. Right, he broke the record for, what, the Randy Moss record for the single season. He broke that record. And um, he just looks unstoppable right now. So the Vikings have, I believe the Vikings have the Packers. And um, I forgot what they have after that. But anyways, they got they got the Packers That's next week. And I know they're dying. They're dying to eliminate the Packers. Yes, Packers oh, yeah, it's the Packers. Marriage. Right, it's the Packers. They got the, they got the Vikings and Detroit. So, I mean, they definitely don't have it easy. If they want to make the playoffs, they got a tough road ahead because I definitely got the Vikings giving it to them again next week. Because they well, had their number the first time earlier in the season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see about that. Like I said, and when then, it comes uh, to like Aaron Rodgers, you can never count him out. So, but we'll the Giants see. played really well. That game, that game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. It looks like Saquon is back to being, you know, healthy again. And that team looks good, but they were just they were just short. See, I don't know, man. It's like it it depends on what what team comes out to play with the Giants. It all depends. They started out real high and then they kind of stumbled. And then, you know, yeah, they still they still got the L, but you know, it was still a close game, still a good game against the Vikings. But you know, I think they're they're about one or two pieces away before they can really, you know, kind of set the world on fire. But right now, I don't know. It's yeah, they put up a good fight, but it was against the Vikings, where the Vikings are a good team, but they I still see them as being very suspect. Yeah, their defense you know? is pretty bad. Their yeah, defense so... is pretty bad. They're a very suspect team to me, so I, it's hard for me to really, really say. Like, as long as their offense keeps firing, and you know Jefferson and everyone else keeps having great games, and yeah, but if that defense can't hold the other team, then it's going to be continue to be close games like this. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And I guess sticking with games in the NFC East, the Commanders fell to the Niners. Yes, sir. And, of course, for the commanders, Chase Young decides to come back against the fucking Niners, which made a huge impact early on in the game. Of course, it kind of got away from them because, uh, you know, the the fumble from Heineke and then the pick right after. But, yeah, in the, in the first half, a little bit of the second half, it was a defensive battle, like, especially having Chase Young in there. They, they they said they were only going to start him for, like, 10 to 12 snaps. He ends up playing a lot more than that. But, but yeah, and they also took out Taylor Heineke and put in Carson Wentz. So, I thought that <laughs> some was might argue Some might argue that that's the same person. 
Like I've yeah, never pretty- seen those two in the same room at the same time. So <laughs> there's a good possibility that those that is the same person. Yeah, I mean it pretty much was. So Carson came in, lit it up a little bit, got close to what what uh Taylor Haneke Haneke put up. But the main thing was like Brian Robinson had like twenty one carries in the first half. I was like, damn, they're really running the shit out of this dude. He still ended it with, with under 60 yards, 22 carries for 58 yards. But I was like, damn, they're really trying to run run the ball. Like, here, not giving up on this. Right. They were doing that but, shit, and he has fresh gunshot wounds. And they were giving yeah, him 21 carries. 21 carries with the fucking gunshot wounds. Man, I don't know about fresh, but but yeah, oh, look, it has having, not been a year. That man got shot in training camp. Like, look, when I when you say fresh, I'm thinking them motherfuckers are still bleeding. No, that no, that man got shot in training camp. You know, because Gibson told him, "Hey, man, pick up my bag and you know set him up." But uh, but yeah, no, he. I think he's going to be one of those running backs that are that are going to be better next season. And I know the Redskins are de- – I mean, the Commies. I keep forgetting. It's the Commies. Uh, they're definitely yeah, going to be another definitely. team that's going to be in the hunt for a quarterback. And honestly, if I was Jimmy G and you look at the the Commies and you kind of see the weapons they have and you kind of see how that team is is doing, that would be one of the top teams that I would consider. You know, and you're looking at the teams out there that are looking for quarterbacks – like Carolina and and fucking Washington, I would rather take Washington. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they would want Jimmy G, though. I mean, they wanted Carson Wentz. (laughs) That's true. That is true. And then they brought in Tyler right. Haneke. Which I mean, is, but, but, I mean, it, when you break it down, like, yeah, Jimmy G's got the got the wins and everything, but when you look at the yards that they they typically throw, maybe Jimmy has a better decision-making, but Jimmy isn't normally known for for throwing deep balls and shit like that, where in this game you really did see – like Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson go out for deeper passes. Maybe it was like 30, 40 yards at a time or whatever, but you don't usually see Jimmy go past that 25-plus yard mark. It's very seldomly when he does. So I don't know if they'd be looking towards another quarterback like the two that they already have. You know, maybe they can build off of that, or maybe they'll pick somebody else up, but I don't think they would go after Jimmy G. Yeah, I mean, I, I think <clears throat> I definitely think his name's going to be on the list. I think that, and I think that because Rivera, not too long ago, their coach threw threw the quarterbacks under the bus. You know, he did that. Well, like week it was Carson, it was Carson. <laughs> week, <laughs> week four, week five, he threw his quarterback under the bus. So, I mean, I think he understands the importance of that position, and the comp means they have not taken it serious. So this off season. They're definitely going to be one of those teams that are going to be looking to fill that void because with Chase Young on the defense back in the lineup, that defense is really good. 
they're they have a good defense. They really just need to score more points and they need a legitimate quarterback. So we'll yeah, see how that pans out for them. But uh but yeah, it's good to see Chase Young back because man, that man hasn't played in forever. Yeah, I think they said like thirteen or fourteen months. And even without him, they're still in the top four. I think they're number four defense. Yeah. So they have a really good defense. And yeah, I I was watching that game yesterday. I was watching that game and the Dallas game at the same time. And I was like, damn it, why did Chase Young have to come back? Of all games, yeah. he came back game. And of course, it didn't matter, but still, like, shit. It, it, it looked like he didn't even miss a game. Like, he was. That yep. man's a beast. <clears throat> he is a fucking yeah, but, beast. <clears throat> but yeah, that game, that game was. Was pretty out of reach. Now the other close game, though, the final close game that we haven't touched on is the Bucks and the Cardinals. You know, you got the Bucks winning by three, and then you have the Cardinals that, while they don't have their starting quarterback, they have struggled all year. They definitely let their fans down, and some might say that their coach. Cliff Kingsbury is next on the hot seat. Any thoughts on Cliff? Well, here's a yes and no. I can see how he could be on the hot seat. They have a terrible record, but he's his he's in his first year of his five year extension that they just gave him last year. So it's hard for me to say, like, oh, yeah, they're going to get rid of him now after just signing him to an extension last year. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. It's not like he's a big – like, they're, he's taking a lot out of the you know out of the team. I think he's only making, like, five and a half mil a year, which is kind of in the middle as far as NFL coaches. But, yeah, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if they find somebody available – Let's say, you know, they have um, like D'Amico Rines decides, uh, all right, let me leave the, the – let me stop being a, a D.C., a defensive coordinator. I want to be a head coach now. And they see that that job's open and, shit, he decides to take it, then fine. But I think if they do decide to switch off from uh, Cliff, they need to bring in somebody that's not going to take none of Kyler's shit. Because that shit kind of trickles down to the rest of the team. rest of the team sees that shit. And you have other players that that talk about Kyler that, that used to play with him. And they even point out that he's kind of an asshole. He only cares about himself. So if you're going to bring in a coach, bring in somebody like, you know, like D'Amico Ryans or fucking, of course, he's not going to be available, or like Dan Campbell or even like, I think D'Amico's going to be probably the only one available, Hmm. but you need someone that's not going to take his shit. And I almost guarantee if they had like Dan Campbell, D'Amico, or even Robert Sala when he was available, those are three three coaches that I think Kyler would have looked at and wouldn't try none of the shit that he does with with Cliff. I highly doubt he would have told any of those three, calm the fuck down, on the sideline live, you know, in the middle of a game. I highly doubt he would have came at them like that, like he does with Cliff. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily. I can't say that definitively because I mean, it, it's hard to. Say. I feel like if you can say that to one coach, you can say that to any coach. I think that the optics of it is very bad. I think that there's clear beef, and who knows? Maybe it's because they're losing. Because I know a lot of times, whenever coaches and players have beef, it's normally with a losing record. Now, when they were winning last season, you know, and they were and they were one of the favorites, Vegas was looking at them to possibly win the Super Bowl, then everything was good. And I feel like it's easy to look at an organization then and say, we made the right decision at quarterback, we made the right decision at coach. But when you're losing and shit hits the fan, people get cussed out. That's just the way it is. And that's just how it's looked all season. It just looks really bad. It's bad when you when you see your quarterback getting cussed out or when you see your coach getting cussed out by the quarterback and then they try to say, oh, no, you know, we're on the same page. You know, he just gets emotional and this and that. No, you're not. No, no. It's like there does have to be a certain level of professionalism. And I do think that um, – I do think that he has one more year. I, me personally, I think he has one more year because well, yeah, he had a good year, but then he kind of last year he had a good season, but then the second half was pretty bad. He historically has bad second half, and then this year the whole shit was bad. So I think he has one more year, and after, if next year is like this year or similar to it, they're most likely going to fire him around Christmas time as well. Well, see, that was kind of my whole thing was that. Like, yeah, you can – there has to be professionalism. But at the same time, you do have to respect your coach. And you did see that – granted, this is a while ago where, like, you had a player as good as Vernon Davis, the Niners, and he tried that shit with fucking Mike Singletary. And he challenged Mike, and Mike stood up to his ass. And after that, whole dynamic changed. I mean, that sure. sure. <clears throat> That's true. But the tight end and the quarterback are two different things. Now, I do agree with you on Salah. <laughs> I don't think he'd yell at Salah because Salah looked like he could fuck him up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. You have like, a, Salah have, looked like, like he was square up on his ass and like, fuck the, him up. Like, so like, like, and like, just like with D'Amico, he used to play linebacker in the league. Like, you got these coaches that you know they, they're probably going to have no problem hitting your ass. Or going toe to toe with you, and it's not like Kyler is one of the bigger quarterbacks either. So, if you look at like fucking even Dan Campbell, the motherfucker's not. So, get that fucking tablet to the face. You look at like Cliff Kingsbury, where yeah, Kyler throws a fit. It's not like he's trying to. He stands up for himself. When you saw him, yo, calm the fuck down, calm the fuck down. What did Cliff do? Fold like a damn lawn chair. No, I wouldn't say. Like, yo, know, I wouldn't he say fold it. Like lawn chair. Oh no. Okay. 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 That's being so submissive that you cannot. You can like he folded like a lawn chair. All right. No, I think say no, bitch. I'm the coach. Sit your bitch ass down. I think he. I think he understood. I think he realized, like, we're on prime time. Like, one of us has to be a professional here. And, you know, yelling and throwing a tablet would have just made it worse. That really would have made the wheels come off. 
he had no problem showing who the bitch was in that relationship. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's what happened, and the and the players saw that too. Uh, oh, this guy doesn't even stand up for himself. Fuck the fact that it's on prime time. Fuck that. You ain't gonna I, mean, I think I think there's a difference on, on it, TV. It, shit. If they were playing in Germany, if that was a fucking Europe game, where it's fucking six in the morning over here, nobody's watching. I think he'd have fucking. I think he'd have fucking thrown the tablet at his ass. No. He'd have threw the tablet. He'd have fucking said something back, like, bitch, how about you hit an open receiver? This is how I know that he wouldn't have. Because they had to put stipulations in his contract for him to do his damn job. It wasn't broken down to, no, bitch, you need to watch film, you need to practice, you need to get with on the same page as the rest of the offense. No, they made it a part of his contract. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Could not control this dude, you know, on the side. You had to put it in a contract for shit to work out. That's what I mean. Like, you mean you couldn't stand up to this man about that shit? It's not like he really proved himself. Tell me I mean, he, uh, he... Done since Kyler's been there. I mean, he the front office thought he proved himself. And that's why no. he got his extension. I didn't say what did the front <clears throat> office. Think? What has Kyler really done since he's been with the Cardinals? Not a play, damn thing. Play call of play call of duty and get paid. You know he, he got thing. his he got his guaranteed contract because he kept blocking the Cardinals on on his social media page. He kept yeah, blocking them and shit. But throw bitch fits. Going <laughs> right. back and forth. Moving on. So Thursday night, we have a looks like we have a pretty good game. Dallas against the Titans. And I believe isn't this the last Thursday night game? I don't know. I think so. <clears throat> but Amazon had enough of that shit. <laughs> had enough much. of those fucking games. Pretty much. But at least the last few weeks haven't been too bad. So, yeah, Dallas and the Titans. We get to see how good the Titans running game really is. And how Dallas does against uh, against that. Hell yeah, I mean, Henry, Henry's no fucking joke. But it's different when that's all you have. You know, it's not the same thing. It's not like you could... Say, oh, no, we can't put eight in the box because they're going to burn us through the air because that's just not the case. That's all they have. So, I mean, I we all know the Cowboys are winning that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have a trailer on Burks, but he's still not really broken out. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah but it's I think it's more so the the quarterback position for them. Now they yeah. did lose to the fucking Texans, so I I do think they're gonna be pretty pissed off, and feel like they need to redeem themselves. And oh, who knows? Maybe they come out, you know, they come out really feeling themselves and feeling like they could win the game. But Malik Willis struggled, and so 
I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to change against the Cowboys. Yeah, definitely not. And I'm surprised with the with the Texans. They still don't still haven't figured out their QB position. Still not. But yeah, that that's for another time. But I told you they'd get another win. Texan <laughs> fans, you got something to look forward to. You got two wins. No, I can't no, say that. Yeah. You got one, but I told you that you at least win one. But we'll see. Thursday night game should be good. I hope it's good. Usually Dallas comes out to play, score a lot of points. We'll see. They had a tough game against the Eagles this past weekend. So who knows how it's going to be? They already got to play us. Uh, right, you know, <clears throat> never know what their mindset's going to be going into the game, knowing yeah. that. So now is the big question with a lot of teams where, you know, you got a spot. Are you about done? Or are you going to try to maybe better that spot? But eh. that is true. I'm, I am excited to see Malik Willis play again, you know, kind of see what he has in, in, in prime time. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe he breaks one of those big Justin Fields type runs. Who knows? But uh, but next week's an interesting week because it's it's fantasy championship week. That's when champions are made. So, you know, Thursday you have a couple of significant players on the, you know, take playing on on prime time. So it's going to be an interesting next week because that is the championship. It's championship week. So it's an exciting time. Yep, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you after the Thursday night game, Cowboys versus the Titans. Catch us on IG. Leave us comments, questions, reviews. Like, follow, share, all that good shit. Check out the memes. Comment. We'll, uh, you know, talk about certain topics you want to talk about, whatever. Send us an email at talktobotpodcast at gmail.com. But until Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, peace, motherfuckers. Peace. Nyah, nyah, nyah.